1: One game left before the World Cup starts. We're here to talk about three games on The View from the Ninian as Cardiff have fully entered their Gattuso period of the season.
2: Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit.
1: It's The View from the Ninian. It's been a while. I'm joined by Ben Price and Tom. Phillips, Ben, Price, how are you?
0: Not too bad, mate. Yourself?
1: Very good, thank you. Gutted I didn't make the Ink Whale squad, but um, that's life, isn't it,
0: Tom? There's always next time, mate.
1: There's always next time. Tom, how are you? Very, very well, thank you. Um, I didn't think you'd make the Wales squad, but were you disappointed as well?
2: Uh, yeah, I was disappointed. Um, you know, I haven't played football in 10 years. I didn't I didn't think that would count against me, but it has apparently. No loyalty shown from Paige. Well, I don't think
1: not playing football for 10 years counts against any of the Cardiff City players at the moment. So let's dive quickly into um, Cardiff City-based shenanigans. Uh, three games to cover off. We'll be as quick as we can on them because I don't think two of them we really want to relive. But it's been a while, Ben, so we'll go all the way back to Watford. Um, Obviously, it was good timing for us to score from a corner because on the previous pod, we've been talking about how we don't score from corners anymore, but a pop key prey with a lovely little header.
0: I'm starting to think they play this podcast like before training or something because whatever we say, they then do the opposite. When I snagged up mm. on Conker and he turned into prime, sort of Robito Carlos for a week. A few weeks ago, now this, so I'm starting to think we're we're really the driving factor behind Cardiff City doing well. So, take from that what you will. Um, but then they lost Tom, so um, then maybe they
2: don't listen to us. Well, I think we need to slug off more people. No, I think I think Plenty we played of that's quite can, well, mate. That's true. I think we played quite well. Um, I think it's frustrating that both their goals come from set pieces. Yeah. And I thought we defended set pieces well until that point. I remember sitting there thinking we're doing all right here. And then it just kind of crumbled a little bit. And it was the problem is when you give a team that many set pieces and that many crosses into the box, you're going to be undone eventually, aren't you? And I think you know, it was disappointing. Watford are clearly a very, very good team with some really decent players. So you know, it's a dis- it's disappointing losing a home, but you know, it's kind of half expected. Uh, one of the players you had slagged off recently
1: or previously, Ben, was Agin, Um, And he put in a, a run for the ages against Watford, didn't he? That uh, jinking run through the middle where he just put it wide. That would have been probably the best goal I've ever seen
0: at the CCS. Yeah, if he had scored that goal in the season as well and truly wrapped up. Um, yeah, he's been fantastic uh, the last few games he's played. Really found his confidence, really just. Turned into the player we thought he was going to be the sort of Villa fans bigged up at the start of the season saying he's a skillful, quick little player. He's, I don't know what's happened, what's clicked, but something has and he's really kicked on and plays at like that. Wingers in this league are very patchy and very form-based, but yeah, he looks a real threat and was our most attacking threat in against a really, really good side and a really good defence. Um, Moving on from
1: Watford, Tom... That was the sometimes maybe shit part. We went to Sunderland, where we were sometimes maybe good. Um, away trip, long way to go to Sunderland on a day that there were train strikes uh, that were then
2: cancelled. But you know, you still couldn't get there anyway. Um, and we came away with a good three points. It's unbelievable three points. You know, Th- those are the types of games that you know propel you from mid-table to like pushing on the playoffs if you're consistent enough in your own backyard. You know, to get a, a win at Sunderland is huge and. You know we'll we'll come on to the Hull one, you know, if you build on that, you're suddenly flying up the table. And you know, I, I didn't expect us to win up there. I would have taken a draw before we started for sure. And I thought it was a really, really strong performance from us. I know Sunderland were poor. The fans on Twitter were going a bit wild about it, but you know it's a really, really solid three points from us there on the road. And Ben it, for all all the, the best will in the world, it could have been a bigger result,
1: couldn't it? Um we'll it start be. with we'll start with Apache winger, um Ojo. Um, he had a very early chance that I'm not quite sure why he checked back and tried to do what he did when he should have just put it
0: in he just doesn't seem on it does he he doesn't seem with it at all Um, just behind every game he's just miles away from where he needs to be and it's not you can't say it's a lack of game time or anything like that or whatever's going on he's starting every game yeah it's it's a really worrying sign because he's been he's been dreadful I can't even show like try and sure He's been absolutely dreadful the last few games, and really needs to wise up because it's becoming a frustration. He's going to turn into the next sort of boo boy for the. Squad to, yeah, but it's going to get worse. At the moment, i louder. Say, yeah, at the moment, I don't know if they will. The t- attendances that are there. No, Exactly. Well, I <laughs> suppose the people who are there need to boo louder to make their point. So. It's just yeah, it's it's a real worry because he's playing, he's getting in good position. But just seems to have lost any ability to do anything in those positions. He seems to so afraid to take on men when yep. we know he's when we know he's he's not like lightning fast. But we know he's quick and he's tricky. He won't. He doesn't seem to want to do that. He can't get a shot out from him. And his
2: first touch at the moment is absolutely horrific. It's worse than mine, and that's saying something. Yours is really bad. The thing is, as well, like we said, beginning of the season, that he's going to be one of these players that you know we have a run of games where he's good, and then a run where he's he's terrible. But these good ones aren't happening now. And yeah. and you know, even in games he's where he
0: done anything good all season?
2: No, it's no, I don't think so really. And like in games where we've played well and could have put teams to bed, he's missed chances, like really late on against Wigan, for example, missing an absolute sitter. You know, it's it's not the odd chance he's missing, it's all of them. Yeah. And he's got no end product. Like he doesn't really put that many good balls into the box either. You're like, he looks to cut in and he does fuck all with it. And it's it is worrying. Um, and we've got someone in Callum Robinson who can finish. So having a bit of end product, we could we could do with that. But it's it's not coming from Ojo. Um, and someone else who didn't have
1: end product, Tom, was Joe Rolls from the penalty spot. Um, I think it's our second penalty of the season we we've, we've
2: had and probably missed. I can't remember another penalty we've had. Um, are we just bad at pens? rolls seems to be. I suppose he well he, he missed one, didn't he, in the Premier against West Ham? West Ham, it, it, yeah, would have turned the game. Yeah, so they're the ones to stick out. Yeah, I, it's tough isn't it? I, I don't want to slate them for it. We miss everyone misses penalties from now and now, now and again, and you know it was a better attempt than Robinson's look the other way penalty. So, mm-hmm. um, but you know they're the ones on another day which massively cost you, like Robinson's did at Huddersfield. So. You know, it's disappointing for Rawls, but luckily we got the three points anyway. I'm not going to begrudge him too much. I thought Rolls' record with penalties before that, other than the West Ham game, was quite good. Might be. I just remember the two misses as the problem.
0: He's never sort of. I think with Rawls, ever sort of. He never had. He never strikes the clean like hit of the ball like when you're used to when Wits used to take him. He used to be just a thunder bastard, just prop a foot through, hope for the best. Rawls seems a lot more placed, and when he when when it goes well. They're really, really nice. penalties and a difficult to save, but if you don't strike it as well as you mean to, like against Sunderland, it's a very, very comfortable save for the keeper. Yeah,
1: like, I, 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 think because he's got, did he score a hat trick against Birmingham where he scored two penalties? Two. Yeah, yeah. So I, I do, I do think he's generally good from the spot. Um, it's just I, I'm like Tom, like I remember that West Ham miss because it was like we were, we were on the up in that game in the ascendancy, and then we ended up losing it three one. Um, with, with Vincent Tan's best friend Josh Murphy scoring a goal that we didn't see because we would left the ground. <laughs> Um, ben, I've I've saved this one for you. Um, obviously, Romeo was back in the squad. He made a crucial difference on his return. His cross come shot where he was turned in by your friend and
0: ours, Mark Harris. What a boy! <laughs> he's just you can see why he's in the World Cup squad. Fully deserved, outstanding player. No, he was just, yeah, it was just a nice little finisher, it. and it's just what it It's those kind it was of goals instinctive, ha- but it's those kind of goals we haven't scored enough of this season, and it was mm-hmm. like really refreshing to see us put that away. Um, yeah, more of that would be really, really helpful because, yeah, I there was a <laughs> the commentator was saying Callum Robinson scored scored three goals and that puts him joint with Mark Harris our top scorer this season and that really depressed me. And Callum Robinson
1: was missing for the first couple of games of the season and, and then three. and has been suspended for three more since then. So, um, I mean, we'll talk about the whole game. So obviously, Callum Robinson came in and made a big difference there. Um, but Tom, we'll round off the Sunderland game with um. An acknowledgement, really, that um, Sutherland did really well not to let Cardiff fans in with vapes and, and coins to throw on the pitch, but their fans were throwing stuff on the pitch as well. It was a bit of a bit of handbags at the end of the game, shall we say. It looked get a bit feisty, didn't it?
2: It's quite funny, the throwing stuff onto the pitch, the way that just all Sop goes like running over just to goad them even more. <laughs> I, I do respect that. I'm still not convinced of him as a keeper, but as a wind-up merchant, I've got a lot of time for him. But, you know... Sunderland is one of those aggy places, isn't it? Like they've got a track record of being a bit feisty up there. So I'm yeah. not surprised. Yeah. They fans it, are
0: good I, mind, aren't They, they 40,000 there and they made a it, lot of noise. A lot of noise. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It's an impressive. They, but, but,
1: but they always seem to fill the ground or, you know fill it quite you know to, to, to i mean forty thousand in the championship is incredible really but they always seem to get big crowds no matter what even in league one they were when they were struggling they were still sort of getting 20 25,000 i think in their stadium and i i guess that's because there's probably not much else to do in Sunderland london apart from go to newcastle but um that's <laughs> we dig in at the end there um and am talking about other shitholes let's talk about hull um <laughs> <laughs> um ben can i ask what the fuck happened
0: I'm still not sure. I sort of was celebrating us being 12th and top half in the league. And by the time I'd stopped gloating with that, we hadn't conceded one, we conceded two, and we're down in 18th. Yeah. (laughs) It just fucking came out of nowhere. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's a worrying trend that when you, when they're, they're that easy of goals, it's a massive, massive concern.
1: Yeah. And, and Tom, it was, a really topsy turvy affair, wasn't it? I think, t- to Ben's point, we were jumping up and down the league, but everything seemed to happen in small patches. I'd I, I'd be paying attention, and we'd we'd be two one up, as Ben said, and then all of a sudden we're three two down. It was just everything happened in just quick patches of action.
2: Yeah, because I was sat sat here waiting for a, a Virgin med- media engineer because my Wi Fi was down, and then flash score kicked in, and suddenly we conceded two goals, and I was yeah. like, What the has just happened here? But it just sums up our season, doesn't it? Like, we just a bursts of good play and bursts of horrific play. Sometimes maybe lot...
1: good, sometimes maybe shit. Yeah,
2: and then a lot of nothing in between. It was such a strange game. But like, we really don't help ourselves. Like, the amount of mistakes we've made this year, like that just have cost us goals at key moments, is just baffling. Just switching off. And like, just, it's not like people are scoring worldies against us. We're just leaving acres and acres of space. Well, and it was just the same again. Well,
1: that's it. I mean, Ben, I got here. I I thought the cross for the first goal was a really nice cross from their whole from the whole. I think it was um, I think it was Giles maybe on the left. I, I was watching the highlights again today and I didn't catch his name. A lovely swinging cross, but it just cut into that space. He had so much time to put the cross in, and then our defender just let it go across in front of him, bounce across another one, and Ulsop was caught out. I mean, great cross, but better defending deals with that goal, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, doesn't I think. Uh, I. D- no one knew who they were picking up. They looked a bit lost there. It was really unorganised, and sort of. And conku seems lot seem to have lost his man. Nelson's trying to pick up two. Ng's then spear. It's just a really easy finish, and it's just, it's it's a worrying trend. Sort of, we lose a player like Kipper, who's been probably been our best player of the season. Yeah. Looking at sort of it, but for him to drop out and us to fall apart like that so easy is a. It's just. It's strange. It's not even like it's easy workout, it's basic stuff that seems to go missing very, very commonly with us at the moment.
2: It's frustrating. Oh, sorry. It's frustrating because we were quite good at home defensively up until the last couple of games. And, you know, that was what was keeping us kind of in the mix and we weren't completely in the doldrums was we were pretty solid at home. And if we start to lose that, then that is a worrying trend because... You Know if we're not, we're far from good on the road at the moment. We really need to make sure we're on it when we're at our MTCCS.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of the Twitter questions we got were about the MTCCS, so we'll leave that for the Twitter questions. But, um, Tom, it was uh, I, I don't know who asked the last question to you, so I'll come to you, Tom, on this one. Um, did Callum Robertson show his importance to the team last night, though? So, obviously, we've already talked about it already. Top scorer Mark Harris, yes, he scored three, but. That's in limited games. He came back in last night, got the goal, which came from some lovely pressure, um, and and putting across a Gavin White's header. I mean, if if we can get him in the team, we're going to create a lot more,
2: aren't we? Hundred percent. It just shows that we're kind of a one trick pony, though. Yeah. Like if we can keep him fit, great. Then we're in with a shout of you know being top half. If he gets a long term injury, or another suspension, or another suspension, I did enjoy his celebration of saying like, "I what was it?" Saying, "I'm back." He did the yeah. whole Kenza Hall, didn't he? Yeah,
1: exactly. So we expect him not to score another goal this season. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it, yeah, he's he's vital for us. You know, like you said, he's created a goal, scored a goal there. And, you know, if you're managing to make Gavin White look good, you're doing something well. And that's another one for Ben Price. He said he was going to sacrifice him in the last pod. If, when someone asked if he could sacrifice any player in our squad, he I, think said, White. I think you said Gavin White, didn't you?
0: Yeah, I did. And to be honest, look, no one on this planet, Saw Gavin White popping up at the back post with a diving header to a score. Good header. It was it's a really header. good header. Um, yeah, he I mean, all like, the time in the world. Yeah, but still, he took it away. Like just Gavin, it's his first. Compa- I think it's his first competitive goal for the club as well. I think so. I don't think he scored in that first. I mean,
1: he missed that sitter at Swansea. That's all I remember him doing in his first year. Yeah, um, it's...
0: yeah, I did. Yeah, it bit me on the arse a bit to be honest. But then the commentators suggested sacrificing Renamata at one stage yesterday. So. <laughs>
1: When doesn't a comment bite you on the arse, Ben? I mean, in always a Malcaras joke. You get a lot of criticism for your barbecue sauce on a kebab. Um, I don't know. Is there anything you want to say about food this week that might get you in trouble? Do you hate soup?
0: <laughs> I could take or leave soup. It's, it's okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm... soup is one of those things I have like a week long obsession with eating soup for my lunch, and I won't eat it again for another winter.
0: Soup's a great starter. If you go for a nice three-course meal, soup's a great. Small bowl of soup's a great starter. But what, what flavour as a starter?
2: I like a butternut squash and chilli.
1: That's Ooh, always a nice. One. Nice, Tom. Have you got any soup opinions before I get back to football?
2: Oh, I don't have a minestrone soup earlier in the week, so I'll go with that. But I, I'm surprised by butternut squash and chilli from a ketchup on a kebab. Man, that seems <laughs> yeah, very adventurous. I,
1: I thought you'd be like boiled down ketchup into more into a broth.
0: <laughs> you telling me ketchup's not a soup? Well, it's it's not not a soup. <laughs>
1: um when does a
0: sauce become a soup
1: i guess that's that's quite an existential question isn't
0: it i think about I'm it i'll come back it to it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um the question i've got ben is why don't we press more as a team we've seen success at middlesbrough earlier this season we saw the goal yesterday came from rolls pressing on um seri who's you know, let's not forget a few years ago I was linked with Barcelona. Um we, we see the success when Rinamoto does it. And why don't we
0: press more? That seems to be when we're at our best, when we're on the front foot and punishing these teams. It only works if everyone does it at the same time. And when you're carrying Which, what players, do they train for? But when you're carrying players that aren't doing it like I think a big issue, especially with the whole game, was Ojo looked massively off the pace
2: and Sawyers was still in Sunderland. I didn't even know Sawyers was playing. He that's, was that's the problem because He's it's anonymous. the clientele who got on the field isn't it when yeah. you lose keeper Lientel. no I don't know why I said that <laughs> um, you know um, when like keeper is playing like he presses out when you lose winter he sets the tempo in midfield yeah so suddenly like one of Hull's goals comes from Rolls trying to press but he goes too far and I think that that's the problem you've got to have the right players to do it and when you're missing two talisman I'll move away from clientele talisman like winter <laughs> and keeper. I think you know you're onto a loser, really. So if you're just losing the pace and the the energy that those players bring to the
0: side and try yeah. to play that way, it doesn't work. Um, the second half we changed shape and sort of went to like a four-two-two-two sort of formation. And Soyuz was pushed up. And that seemed to work because he was able to press sooner because he was wasn't so deep. But eventually then he just looked knackered and looked miles away from it. And it sort of became less effective. That first goal came from that sort of changing shape. Hull mm-hmm. sort of adapted to that. We didn't react. But Soyuz is another player that's really flat to deceive. Like, it was a, that first goal against Norwich really was a false start. And yeah, I'm really yeah. not seeing there's people on Twitter, you see the team she's coming out um, for the Sunland game asking why he's not starting. It's because he doesn't do enough off the ball. He's been awful. It's just not working out for him here. You can't
1: carry those, like you said, you can't carry those players when you want to do that press. You can't carry those players when you're chasing games because um, they just become passengers.
0: You can't carry those players at 18th in the championship in a league like it is this year either. Um, we're going we, downwards. We need Adams to come back and sort of hope he hits the ground running because at the moment that midfield still is for what we thought was going to be a really strong midfield at the start of the season. We're still lacking one piece yeah, of that yeah. puzzle.
1: Listen though, Boo Adams is going to be like a new signing when he comes in. Um, Tom, uh, Gavin White, 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 good head and nice to see him back. Obviously, Ojo's getting a lot of criticism. Would you start Gavin
2: White, White, White over Ojo? Uh yes, 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 I think. Um, <laughs> and that, that's how desperate it is, though. I think you know, Gavin White's got his limitations. There's no doubt about no, it. But <laughs> but you know, he puts a shift in, and at the moment, I don't know, Ojo. I think he needs time away from the pitch. I think you've got to show a, a months like coming up. That's a good point. Um, no, but I think you've got to show you, you can't keep playing like he is and still make it into the squad because he's just been so, so poor. So I think why not, you know, Gavin, why he scored a goal, reward him, get put him in the team, try him because it's not working out with Ojo there at the moment.
0: You've got to look at Ojo, like this is it the third goal he loses the ball for? Mm. And I was really enjoying it because me and Hugh Kinsey were chatting and he was saying how Ojo's underrated, underappreciated. And literally the second he sent that message, Ojo gave the ball away and they scored their third. So I did feel a bit smug about that. But when he's doing that and he's not making the effort to try and win the ball back straight away. You know that's not a play you need in your side in this sort of ear at this time. It's There's clearly something not clicking for him here that needs him coming out of the squad to reassess sort of where he is. He feels too comfortable in that squad at the moment and knows that Philogene's injured. They seem to don't rate Gavin why I'm getting a start here, so I don't have to try.
1: It's just weird. It's just, it doesn't look like the player we had that lone season he was here. Like, that lone season he was... Yeah, he he blew hot and cold, but he seemed a lot more willing runner. He seemed a lot more, you know, trying to get on the ball and get forward. And he seemed a lot more decisive in what he does. What he seems to do now is almost like he seems to ponder a little bit too much or he's not very good at making that final decision. And like he'll try and he sometimes even like ch- seems to change his mind when he's made a decision. So he'll look to pass the ball and then have a shot or or then try and pass it, you know, play a
2: long ball. It's It's just there's something off about him the whole time. I don't think he was. I think we remember him being better than he was. I think we benefited from having a lot of other good players around him when he was here last time. It and might I well think, be that. I think, and I think we haven't quite got as many kind of focal points in our team, so we're looking upon him to provide a lot more than I actually think he's capable of. Because I, I just, when you say he blew hot and cold, I still think he was largely cold the first time round, but he was just a good asset to have in the squad. Now, like I said, he's, we're too heavily reliant on him and he's not good enough to be that standout player for us. He'd, still, still, have...
0: pop, he'd still pop in with a couple of goals or assists. Yeah. Like, yeah. You think back That's it, what I mean. I mean, it's like his actual... On, There's then. just no, no lack of... Like, he could have an open goal, the goalkeeper at the other end of the pitch, and I still wouldn't back him to score at the moment. I'm he's have so indecisive. feel like he's just going to cross the ball instead and fuck that up as well. It's... He's just massively away from where he needs to be. It's just because when he was, when he was here last time, he played
1: forty games, but he got five goals and seven assists. So that was in forty games. This year, I think has he scored yet? Has he made an assist? He
0: hasn't done anything. He hasn't done. He's got
1: assist. what? He's got one goal so far one this year goal, in twenty yeah. games. So his his goals are down. Out of twenty games, he would have scored three, and he would have had four assists. He hasn't got. He's got one goal.
2: Yeah, it's worrying, isn't it, when he's played the amount of minutes he has? And I think- it's, off yeah.
0: the ball. it's off the ball as well, where he's not doing enough to justify sort of him being in the squad. Like I, th- I think we've always said, we'll just we'll forgive anyone if they work hard. Like you can forgive shortcomings if they work hard. Which is why I think players like Gavin White, there's shouts for him to give a go. Yeah. he's never going to be a world beater, but at least when you're in the shit, he's going to try. And conku has got away with absolute murder the last few weeks. All right, the criticism came for him last night, but for all his flaws. He tries. You can't fault yeah. that he tries. He is busting a bollock. If he's out of position, he loses shape, which he does a lot. He You do see him busting a bollock to get back and sort of try and make up for his mistake. It be painful. Yeah, we're but You don't get any of that from Ojo, and you don't get it out of Soya's either. And
1: well, that's why people that's liked it. Harry Arta, right? Because Harry Arta would chase a ball out of play and kick it into the crowd, and you go, fuck it. and you don't see that with other players. And as much as that is a low, a low marker point for what you want to see from people, people just go wild for it, don't they? And like we were talking to him at, um, I can't remember, I think it was the Mick McCarthy game at Fulham last year, where we're, we're simple people, football fans, all we want to see is a bit of effort and a bit of appreciation for the fans and that kind of stuff. And it just doesn't feel like we get that from some of those players, does it? Um. We'll round off the whole game here, Tom, with um, the final two goals, obviously. The second goal for them, the the equalising goal, I don't know, he's, he shot from about 67 yards and it seemed to trickle in past Olssock, which was a bit unconvincing. But the third goal is really where I want to focus. Um, everyone's kind of pointing at Nelson as the weak link there, but he was caught out of position, wasn't he, badly for that third goal?
2: Yeah, definitely. Like, he the you know, eek as space. and so much time. We've just conceded as well. You need to, you know, just shore up the defence know where the players are and he just had acres and acres of space and it's just all too easy but you know that again like we said when you when you're losing key defenders and you've got Nelson who's played sporadically and when he has played has not been convincing Hmm. you know they're the type of things that happen I think look we've been really really negative over the last 20 minutes and the reality is we did all right against Watford we had a really good result against Sunderland it's just that last we didn't play
1: we didn't play terribly last night. We kept to some of our principles. Oh, and the, no, the, first oh the first
2: half was one the of the first worst. First half
1: was fucking horrendous. <laughs> was I, do, so I, I do know what you mean, but I'm just saying that, like it, you know, when you when you break it down, we actually we were in the game. We didn't we didn't capitulate and all that kind of stuff. Is all I'm trying to say.
0: I think first half we were very lucky. Hull are a poor side.
2: They're very um, poor. Yeah, I think that's the one I'm worrying thing about that game last night. Is a team that have been completely terrible all year and are a bit of a basket case. Uh, allowed to score three against us, and you know that is the only time this year at home where we've been that poor defensively. So hope, that's hope it's just a a blip. I is think it's so nice so... it Liam, Re- it was Reznor's first game.
0: Who? What's his name? Senior, senior, Reznor. I. Brock very, Reznor. <laughs> Brock Reznor. It's been a very very long week in work, and yeah, it's only Wednesday. Um, well, I may <laughs> don't.
1: <laughs> um, it was only the second time this season that we conceded in the first 15 minutes yesterday. Um, I got that nugget from the Hull highlights, which is quite a nice little stat. Um, and Gavin White played for Hull on loan. I forgot that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because he scored. It was like the former Hull loan. I was like, that happened. Of course it happened.
2: He got
1: um, promoted, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He helped them get promoted. Um yeah i'm looking at hull's results they've had they've had a really funny season when you look at it they beat uh, blackpool away 3-1 rotherham away 4-2 um lost a, lost to huddersfield beat wigan uh went five games uh, losing in august beat coventry beat norwich earlier in the season beat bristol but they can't seem to get together any run of form and it's kind of been indicative of the whole league isn't it that no team seems to be able to put together any single run of form um and it just means that we end up sitting in eighteenth place after, you know, a couple of decent ish performances.
0: Yeah, you know, it's summed up in it. We we were j- within two goals. We dropped from mid table to relegation battle. Yeah. Um, the league's wild this year. Like, it's just it's crazy how tight everything is. But I think the top are starting the top few are starting to pull away a little bit, but why' well, only only really Burnley. Like Blackburn are on thirty six in second and then QPR on thirty one in sixth. That's only and then when you say you know, Burnley, they got torn apart by Sheffield United. Yeah, on the weekend, it's it is. And then when
1: you look where we are, we're only
0: we're really only seven points off the playoffs in eighteen. Yeah, and a win, we're sort of again, you you don't consider. It's those just two like goals.
1: it's just a mental
0: division this year, isn't it? I think yeah, it's not that's good for people that react like very reactionary, like and we're the are. most we're, yeah, yeah yeah well yeah.
2: I think that's the the annoying thing, which is we can't string a couple of results together. You know, you get a good result away at Wigan, for example, and then you follow it up by losing at home to Coventry. You know, and it's like we get a good result away at Sunderland and then you lose at home to Hull. And it's like those two results where you should be winning at home against teams that are around you in the league suddenly catapult you up towards the playoff picture. And I think that's the most frustrating thing this year is just that consistency. But you know what can we expect when you've had two managers already, and you know it—it it is kind of we, we're lacking consistency off the pitch, so you know it's going to translate that onto it as well. Have we had back to back wins yet. Um, I'll check on football. I think we have, but um, I'm a pet optimist, so I—I'm not sure we have.
1: Yeah we, yeah, we had against. We beat Blackburn one nil, and then beat Wigan away three one.
2: Oh, happy days one. That no was. Not.
1: That was the tie. That I, that was when I thought we had. I thought we had it when... um Was that when Morrison got sacked?
2: Yeah, what, it was. Wasn't bit, it? it was Hudson's in the first couple of well. games.
1: Yeah. So we had three unbeaten, and then since then we haven't We haven't really done it. Um Talking about... um I don't even know what the link was there, but stuff going on off the pitch. Yesterday, the main man himself, Tom, Vincent Tan, he came to town and he brought the whole fucking circus with him, didn't he?
2: Yeah, I think... Well, Ben Price summed it up on Twitter: "Going, it was better when we didn't hear from him." Um, like, ah, oh, God, so it he... is a shambles, isn't it? Yeah, go on, Ben. For everyone
1: who hasn't been paying attention, um, he he had an audience with Wales online, um, where he just kind of rattled off a list of grievances, shall we say, um. He basically moaned about how a large part of my wealth has gone to Cardiff. All my family members want to sell me ASAP. What do I tell him in response? That when the time is right, we will, but the time is not right yet. I believe we can make this work. I can get some of the money back. He wants to take us back to the Premier League. He believes in Mark Hudson. He moaned about some former managers and the transfer dealings. Um, And he also said, which is one of my favourite quotes, and we'll talk about this then, to the guys who want Tan out or say Dalman out or Kenchu out, if they are so smart, maybe they should plough in their own money or ask a rich Welshman. Probably a billionaire to buy this club and take him to the Premier League. Ben, do you know any Welsh billionaires?
0: No, but I think this is a really good time. If we do know any, any listen, uh, we do have a Kofi page. I, and- I did. I did tweet about that. You can find it on Twitter. I can take this time to make a, an urgent appeal
1: to Michael Moritz. Um, he's a Welsh billionaire, venture capitalist. Uh, he was one of the first founders of Google, I believe. Um, he's investing a lot of cool things. He is a billionaire. I'm looking at his Wikipedia page now. Um, lives in California though, so I don't know if you'd want to come back to Cardiff. Um, There's a Cardiff if... in California, isn't there? Yeah. But I just think if we want a Welsh billionaire, he's the right option. But um, Ben,
0: you were quite angry about this in- interview. It's just, I'm. I was angry, then I just got bored. It's the same shit from Tan in it. Yeah. It's yeah. it was very paint by numbers. If I was good at video editing, I'd do a sort of now that's what I call a Vincent Tan interview. With such hits as Malky Mackay spunked <laughs> nine million quid against Cornelia on Cornelius. Um did enjoy the new the, the new song that he's included of Josh Murphy was a waste of money. Nice change, bit of freshening up, fair play to him there.
1: I'm surprised he even knew who Josh Murphy was. He didn't really, <laughs> you know,
0: considering he doesn't really come and watch games anymore. Yeah, it's um it's just the same old shit, isn't it? It's and this is why fans are angry, because he goes, do you think we've not, I think the one bit that really whang me up was like, do you think we're stupid? Do you not think we've got a plan? What the fuck is that plan? What is the plan? Yeah, Yeah. it's all well and good saying like, Baldrick, I've got a cunning plan. But until you let us know what that plan is, we can't get involved with it. It's again, just this lack of communication. And I'm going to say something I never thought I said. I feel sorry for Paul Abandonato getting that interview. Same with him, him and Rob Phillips who just sat in a room. I bet they had to be fair, Tom, I bet they had some questions. List to of ask. questions, yeah, yeah. And they just got talked at by a man with his trousers far too high up his chest for twenty minutes, and then were told to leave. Um, it's bizarre.
1: The, Tom, the, the thing that strikes me as weird about the interview is that, like, he talk, he acknowledges and talks about potentially selling the club and then he mentions in the interview that his family is saying he should sell the club and he's like no the time's not right and then he says we have had many approaches but have always turned them down for many reasons it just it it's a confused interview isn't it because it sounds like he's trying to be like i don't really want to be here but i am here and you should be grateful for for me being here but then he's also saying that we will sell at some point but i still believe that we can get to the premier league and he's talking about 10 years down the line like i don't understand what the point of the interview really is
2: no never do i i think he's done it because People like us have said, like, but there's been such widespread. You yeah. know, Why aren't you telling us anything? What we didn't want was just a list of things that annoy you. Um, you know that's what a podcast is for. Yeah. But like, but it's just frustrating. Plus, being late. The rain. <laughs> but like, it's when he's saying stuff like, "I want to make some of that money back." That's what worries me a bit.
0: Yeah. See, I think that was a slip of the tongue. I don't think he yeah. really. If he was a bit more with it, if he hadn't have like he said. Got off a plane about a couple of hours ago to watch yeah, this game. Yeah, jet lagged. Yeah, he's exactly. It's not. It's not like he's sitting in class, is it?
2: <laughs> True, but like it's worrying, though, isn't it? That the only reason he's sticking around is because he wants to make some of that money back. It's not like he says, "Oh, I think we can get to the Premier League," but he's hoping we get down the off chance again. You know, yeah. I, he's not going to do it through sustained investment, investment and
1: a good manager and all that kind of stuff. Exactly,
2: he's, he's cut back and hope. You know like Nathan Jones did at Luton, have the second lowest wage bill and fluke a playoff play. i fluke, he did well, but you know what I mean, like end up in a playoff place. And it, it, it's worrying. And I think, you know, his grass is always greener. You know? We could get a new owner and they could be an absolute basket case. And he has done some remarkably good things for the club, but it's time for a change now. You know, we're losing the fan base. Like there's fans trickling away and it, it feels like He's just we. He's just got to get out now. He, he clearly doesn't want to be there. His family don't want him there, and we don't want him there. But, so why the, Why the fuck stick around?
1: I know he said it was the first time in three. I think it's the first time in three years he's been to a game, but it feels like longer than that. Crystal was, Palace game Crystal wasn't it? it was that the last time he was at? Yeah. So it feels like a lot longer because I think the pandemic happened. I understand there's been a pandemic, but like Ben, it just he talks like we don't have a plan, but that we don't hear from Dalman and Chu. He says you shouldn't criticise Dalman and Chu because they're the ones running the club. But like, it's very telling really that this is the first we've heard from the club in a long time. It's taken him to fly over and, 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 you know, lift, up, lift off his grievances, whatever it may be. But like, he says, you know, I've seen people on Twitter basically make this point as well. He has to take responsibility for the day-to-day running of the football club because he's installed those people who are there. And if he's coming over to do this interview, does he not trust Darman and Chu to be the custodians day-to-day? I don't really understand what they're doing at the moment if they're if he's having to come over and shout at people.
0: well, I, Yeah, I think that's part of the issue. Is I think there's clearly an issue behind the scenes for him to jump over and come into this discussion with the manager when we've appointed 1,600 in the last six weeks um, without him being there there's clearly a breakdown somewhere and something he's really not happy with because the hence the rant hence that dalman's been unusually quiet um mm-hmm. but again it's it's like you said it's not the stuff we want to hear like um glenn williams did a really good piece um in the week uh, talking about how it's been six weeks since we let go of morrison uh before the club put any sort of statement out and that's not acceptable at any time mm-hmm. you can't communicate you can't not communicate with people in it's like issues like this um and yeah for that communication then to be the ram what seemingly were the mad ramblings of a very jet-lagged old man Mm -hmm. it was it's just a real worry um the club's really in a bad place the performances on the pitch probably and I think the apathy from the crowd sort of showed that and fans are just starting to turn away and like you said it's it's um he doesn't want to be here. We don't want him here. It's like a very sort of broken family at the moment, isn't it?
1: Yeah, we'll talk about the crowds. So we had a lot of Twitter kind of points and comments around that. Um, Tom, obviously, there there was a reason for his his appearance, and that was um, around the appointment of Mark Hudson. I don't know why he had to fly in to appoint Mark Hudson. We still don't know if he's been appointed. Um, he talked in his interview about giving him a job until the end of the season, unless he does badly. There was talk that Wayne Rooney was sat in the director's box and there was even rumours that Wayne Rooney was at the ground all day. Obviously completely unfounded. I don't know what the actual truth there. Um, Hudson's got the job now. It seems like he's going to take us to the end of the season. Um, are you happy about that? Are you apathetic? Do you care anymore?
2: Um, are you just excited for the World Cup? I do care. I am excited for the World Cup. But no, I do care. Like, I really want Hudson to do well. Um, we all do. Like, I think, he's, yeah, a cl- he's a club legend. It's just... Can we afford to have another gamble, you know, on a young manager who's unproven at this moment? And also I've, not even given that longevity to the end of the season again. And this is a problem. Yeah, you know, and it, it it's just worrying because like, he still doesn't know for sure, or we don't know for sure if he has definitely got it. So it's not as exactly. if we've gone, here we go, Mark. Right, we're, we're getting 100% behind you. You've got the job, kick on. It's still that kind of floating thing of, is he in charge? Or I don't really know. So you know that's hard for for Hudson to take over as well. I know he says he's got like a regular channel to Tan, but some of it feels like he's being nice at the moment because he wants a job. Yeah, and it'd be really interesting to see how that dynamic changes if he's still there in two or three months' time. If he's not showing a little bit more frustration, but you know, I I I think Hudson's a good a good manager, like or a good he's a good coach, and I hope he's a good manager. Um, I don't think he's going to set the world alight. But he seems a steady pair of hands. I, there's still a risk that we might go down. That's the problem. And and I'd hate him to be the person who does that to yeah. us. When he's got such a good reputation with our fans from his playing days. And it's a lot of pressure to put on him. I know he wants the job, but it's a real, real tough gig at the moment when you've got fans who are so apathetic. Um, and it's so tumultuous off the pitch. So I know I, I, I don't envy him at all. Um, I really will be getting behind him, but... Yeah, it's um, it's a it's a it's a struggle at the moment to try and get excited about the whole project.
1: And you obviously talked just yes, about yesterday's result and how we veered from twelfth to eighteenth, and you know we're we're just about the relegation zone at the moment. Is is all Hudson can do is steer us to safety? There, you know, we're at the st- we're, we're twenty games into the season. I didn't even realize we were that far into the season. It feels very early because obviously with the World Cup and all that kind of stuff, we're almost at the halfway point of the season, and we don't seem to be getting out of the trouble we're in. If Hudson clears us to safety, is that the 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 measure of his success?
0: Um, it's hard to say because, like we spoke about earlier, a slight run it clicks for a few weeks and stop it's stop
1: play- it with the optimism.
0: It's a playoff push, isn't it? And yeah, it's what it's sort of things get a bit exciting again and sort of cover up. The I think do if if we put a run together, it's exactly what the board want. It's a cover up. People get excited about what's going on, on the pitch, sort of forget what's going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um and and I think that's going to happen less and less. To be honest, I think people are really starting to get frustrated with everything, even if it's going well. I don't think people are prepared to take the shit anymore. Um, but yeah, I don't I, safe. I don't think safety is a success for Hudson. I think it's the minimum, isn't it? I, th- I think you can't say. Yeah. Oh pretty-
1: yeah. 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 I. I. Whatever phrase you want to put it on. It's just it. It feels like that's that's all we can hope for at the moment. We because, don't take it right. Yeah. Yeah. If guaranteed safety is going to be the best thing we, at the moment, it feels like that's the best thing
0: we can hope for. Yeah. I think mid table, I saw I said at the start of the season, mid table is a good year for us. Um, Nothing's changed in that. Um, Just the manager's changed. But yeah, I, yeah, you can't really say you, even if you say out loud, Tan saying, oh, I still think we can get the playoffs. I think even he knows deep down, can't just we suppose, something we, like that to happen. Yeah. We, God willing. God willing. Um, That's the bonus I, track on now. That's why I call it Vincent Tan interview. <laughs>
1: um, so I, you know, we'll talk about the apathy. Um, but th- th- there is something unknown that this club is going to have to navigate now, which is the Wales. Wales in the World Cup and having a month off football. That you know, we talked about it during the pandemic. Like people might not go back to it. Yes, it's only a month, but if if Wales if Wales have a shit World Cup and they they even more sad about football, they're not going to rush back to Cardiff in a month's time, are they?
2: No, probably not. I, I, I don't know. It, it's really hard to judge. It could go both right? ways, though. It could go both ways. And I think that's where the club have got to be kind of savvy. And yeah. I, either ride the coattails of success, if it happens in the World Cup, and say, look, football continues now with us, come, yeah. you know, and get involved. Um, or, you know, use it as an escape from a disappointing campaign from Wales. There's there's ways that the club... There's can... other ways
1: to be disappointed. Come to Cardiff.
2: It, yeah, why not? It's Let's the same
0: stadium. you thought the world cup was shit watch
2: this (laughs) no but i think you know it's not all doom and gloom like like you said like it's so close in the league at the moment and the club you know you can take advantage of this rest period now you know play out some of the hits on the social media get people happy and i think like it's there is a chance for the club to kind of use this as a break a welcome break where people forget about the club for a bit and forget how miserable it's been and I th- and then kick on in the new year then because you know it has been so apathetic around the place and we haven't exactly contributed to making a more positive place either. But um, but no, I I think that no one listens to us anyway. I think the break, um, I think the break might help the club uh, rather than hinder. Is my long <laughs> the short dance I should have given? Yeah,
0: it should have been. You just waffled on then. Go on, Ben. Yeah. The club are lucky in a way. I such, look at the fixtures in December. If things go well and there's a bit of hype around football, people want to get into it. You've got a Boxing Day fixture against QPR at home. And yeah. If the club are smart, you do an offer there and say, "Look, continue the wave. Come and see World Cup heroes Ruben Cole and Mark Harris, who played a grand total of six minutes in the World Cup." Um, come... Mark Harris is going to win in the final, mate. You know, oh, mate, that, if that I
2: happens, you know it's more his level, isn't it? World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Look, more space. He's an international quality player with more time on the ball. <laughs> he's can do wonderful, wonderful things. I genuinely think that. now. I think you've convinced
0: me. But we won't go into that now. <laughs> if I've convinced you, mate, there's no help in you. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think like if the club is smart, they'll look to build on that, but they've, well, they've got to, because like you said, it, I think the worst thing the club can do over this period is go quiet. I yeah. think they need they to need really to remind hammer, people still here. And I think they need to go right. Just because the world cup's on the players aren't on the piss for a month. This is what they're doing. Look, we've got Isaac Davis to come back in. That's exciting. And Adam's is coming back in and really focused, like, they're marketing this and something they've not done very well they try to for a week and then it drops off again is get the cameras on the training pitch get some photos of the lads get some content out there just showing that like, this is what they're working on show this development on the pitch i'll give and, them
1: one for free they should just have a camera on uh, abu adams in training just call it peekaboo that's actually yeah genius it's <laughs> genius guys genius Um, Sorry to cut you off, Ben, while you're making a serious point, but um, I had some frivolity that I wanted to share. Um, Prediction time, Ben. How long does Mark Hudson stay in the job, and when do we see Vincent Tan next? Uh, We'll see Vincent Tan next.
0: When he sacks Mark Hudson. No, I reckon... Has he gone back yet, or will he be here for the Sheffield United game, do you reckon? I think he he went back. He's he's still flying in for the game, basically. Then We're not going to see him for the rest of the season. Um... and, And Hudson? Hudson, I think, I want him to last the season, at least. I love the bloke. He's one of my favourite City players of all time. But Speaking Willie, to him, he was a lovely, it. lovely bloke. I want him to, but I don't think he will. I don't trust. Well, the board clearly don't have the trust in, or like the patience in managers at the moment, because going off part of the interview from Tan, it was purely results-based. He's saying it's purely results-based that why they got rid of Steve Morrison. Whether that's true or not, we'll never that's know. Fine. But yeah, I agree. But that's what he's saying. And if that's the case, he's clearly not got much patience because, what, I think it was a week after a good performance at Middlesbrough. Um, Yeah, so, again, another reason if I'm Hudson, I'm thinking I might just stay as a coach. And,
1: Tom, your predictions for the same questions, please.
2: Uh, Yeah, I think it's the last we'll see of Tan this season. And I think Hudson will last till the end of the season. We'll finish around 18th. We'll stay up and then we'll get someone else in.
1: Lovely stuff. Uh, right. Moving on to the Twitter questions. Let me see what we've got here. Uh, K49745 says, Carter City is just like a dodgy Friday night kebab. Will ruin your weekend. Um, you went back about catch from barbecue sauce, Ben. Well done. Good, consistent brand from you. Um, um, Diff MJ. league games feel like cup games now. Dead atmosphere, honking choices of music. Why did we have the Norwich goal song at one point? And no real optimism around the place. Um... It's a problem, isn't it, Tom? That the ground is emptying. I mean, there are many questions along this point, but we also seem to have no identity around our our music anymore. We used to have Men of Harlech, Hey Jude, you know, the songs that you could rely on. Now it seems to be potluck whether we get them or not.
2: Yeah, it, it's strange, isn't it? Like we are hoping for the hits, you know. You want the songs you recognise, that you can chant to, but we don't seem to have them anymore. And I think that point about the, it feeling like a cup game is, you know, that that's part of the problem. Yeah. Is that Cup games were that bad in the first place, you know. For a lot of clubs, cup games are a bit of an escape. You get excited behind it. You go to the ground. As we get, we get less people for cup games than we do preseason friendlies, which is absolutely bonkers. And if if our league uh, attendances are going to follow that, then we're in trouble. But yeah, I think we're just lacking atmosphere across the board. And I don't know whether that's like, do we have to take some responsibility as fans to try and get it going? I perhaps we do, right? Because we're not going to get any leadership from the club. So perhaps mm-hmm. it's time for us to take it upon ourselves and create that atmosphere and, you know, turn the kind of negativity into a, an opportunity to shape it how we want to shape it. Is that what we're doing? Was... <laughs> We've failed that so far, haven't we?
0: Go <laughs> on, Ben. I think it's a case of this is another example where the club need to work with the fans. Yeah. We all know we all know it's the issue. Now's the time for the club to go, look, we'll have hands up, it's not been good enough. And it's a good way to build bridges and sort of, get things going. But I think those higher ups are too stubborn to do that. And it's not going to happen. It's going to have to come from us because it's not going to come from them. I think it's the main thing going away from Tan's interview is that's basically what he said, isn't it? Yeah. Find, find, find someone richer than me. You can buy the club. And if you think you can do a better job, crack on. Um, and the, the Kofi details for anyone
1: listening, kofi.com forward slash VFT. We are saving up to buy the club. We're a long way off. Um, I think we've got about 300 quid in the PayPal at the moment for view from the Ninian. We'd probably need at least 500 to make a go at buying the club. So um, a few more donations will be much appreciated. Um, Alid Blake, there are at least five players last night who shouldn't be anywhere near the first team. Felt for Joe Rawls, who put in a massive effort, only for all that to be undone by colleagues who barely ran five yards all match. Club is in a five-year drift, all feel so hopeless. Following on from that, I assume three of those five players from you and Barber were Ojo, Soyozen and Kunku, because they were shocking last night. Played well for a spell, then terrible defending threw it all away. Just hope it means Tan put his hands in his pocket in January. On a positive note, Sunderland was a great trip. Uh, Gareth Dunning, as bad as we had been first half, then two and up in control. Third was coming, then we implode. Two crazy minutes. Losing the ball is acceptable. Not chasing the ball isn't acceptable. As for the off-field politics, leave you to it. Neil's still a liability. He pray now irreplaceable. John Williams, or our owner, or blah, blah, blah. No plan going forward. Whole goals like Groundhog Day. Managers pick suspect. Cole will never on the right. Night of negatives for me. Think at least four players shouldn't be given the shirt again. Frustrated. Um, Tom, it feels like there's a lot of players pissing people off at the moment.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and you can understand, like it's, it's like you said, it's the lack of consistency. And, you know, it's not even game from game. It's half to half. You know, like, getting ourselves back into that game is, you know, brilliant. You're at home, you get you get two and up, solidify, and we capitulate, And that's frustrating. And you said, like, the lack of running from players, you know, not chasing back, you know, it's inexcusable, really. And it, it's so frustrating to watch. And I understand why people are so rattled by it all.
1: Yeah. Um... Benefactor Ojo was really hopeful and pleased when we signed him this summer, but he has not even shown any glimpses of good form this season. Lots of talk suggesting he'll be at the lower league in a couple of years. Good enough to discuss. Then we had Chris the Bluebird asking, Was it right to boo Ojo? Do you think he'll actually come good for us? He had a poor game against Rotherham and a weak game last night. I can see Sheffield really capitalizing on mistakes on Saturday. Sam Hill, Ojo has quickly become the scapegoat. Somebody needs to give him a shake to wake up. Robinson looks sharp. Nice to see Colwell back. Rolls getting back to his best. kiefer to the lafilagin Huge misses, huge misses. Holber there for the taking. League is so tight, we could finish everywhere. Just having a look if there are any more Ojo comments. Ryan Chard, Ojo, oh no. He was awful last night, but then were so many of the team. First 20 minutes, it was like watching a Sunday league team that couldn't control the ball and were unsuccessfully trying flicks and spins. Also, attendance was shocking. 16,300, my arse. And let's just see if there's any more Ojo comments before... When Howells, the fastest Ojo moved last night, was when he was subbed off. Um, <laughs> um let me just check if there's any more. Uh, we, uh, 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 the uh, inevitable the... disappointment when a player gets into a good position, but you realize it's Ojo, that's golf Tweeb. Um Ben to benefactor's point, Ojo is in a position where he could drop down the league quite quickly if he doesn't buck his ideas up.
0: Yeah. Um it's another it's it's a Josh Murphy situation without the fee, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> It, it genuinely actually feels like that. i take my best saying it, but it does actually feel like that's how it could go. Um, because, yeah, he his, it was an important move for him, this move. He's just left Liverpool on a free transfer. It was, like it was his
1: new home, wasn't it? Like, he'd been alone a lot of places.
0: Yeah, now it's time to put your roots down, sort of really build sort of a legacy for yourself and kick on, and it's not happening. And I wonder if that's playing into him going, he's sort of questioning, is he actually good enough to play professional football at a decent level? Is he consistent enough? Because... It's a ma- it, like you say. It's a massive move now. Like it was a massive decision to make where he went for his next club, and I I don't doubt you've short of offers anyway because there's there is potential in him or like there should be. You've sort of seen enough of over the years, even if it didn't really happen for him at Millwall. Um, yeah, he could you you could easily see him playing with us next year, or I think someone said if he's not careful, he could be, end up at Gillingham,
2: and yeah, I could see both happening. Just, I think. Sorry, I think like. I think that touches on the point then about the booing. I think if he is a player who is unsure about his place in professional football at the moment, you know, because he hasn't had those roots, booing is never going to help. And I know there's like the two schools of thought of, we pay good money for this. We should be allowed to boo. But like, I I just don't think it helps. I I, I just think like, yeah, it compounds I, things, doesn't it? I understand not getting behind the players. and like really rooting for them, but I, I, I'm, I, I wouldn't ever tell someone not to boo, but like I just, I can't do it myself. Like, I, I just don't see how it helps. And I don't see, you know, it takes you away from your own enjoyment as well. If you're booing, I just, I, I just don't see the point in it. If that makes sense. What about, what about saying boo man? Oh, well, that's completely different, isn't it? That's funny. Just, but... just checking on that. Um, Yayan Yanto 2022.
1: Thoughts on Tana appointing a director of football. Would it have any impact? Ben, my view on this, because I very rarely give my opinion, I always ask you guys, is that it wouldn't have an impact because it, Vincent Tan would probably
0: just overrule him. Yeah, I completely agree. That's the issue that lies there, isn't it? Tan thinks he knows a hell of a lot more about football than than, than he does. I mean, mm-hmm. if he truly knew a lot about football, he'd start a podcast and talk about it from his uh, spare room. <laughs> I bet he's <laughs> got loads the- of spare rooms. Um. Josh
1: bagging and white to come in along with the suspended boys much preferred to develop bagging and use Niels as a backup option on the wing off the bench. So hasn't looked amazing all year, but looks like he's fully given up since Morrison went same for Ojo. Um, it's an interesting point, Tom, isn't it about bagging because he's, he does seem to have dropped out altogether and he did have good moments last year, but it, part of me thinks that we've probably signed a deal where we have to play in Gungu every game because that's why he came on loan to us.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I think like the bargain thing though, it, is not going to help because he was a player who was inconsistent, moments of greatness, moments of complete, like...
1: Scored three and three.
2: Yeah, like that, that, yeah, that burst and then kind of goes off the boiler and that just sums up our team. So I think you need someone a little bit more you dependable. Kick off the boil, though. Towards the end of the season,
0: I really don't think he did. It's just like, like I said last year, I think a lot of people forget he did pick up a bit of a bad injury in the summer and he's yeah. not really had that. So, yeah, he comes back into the squad for me. He was back on the bench last night, which back is good. Back on the bench. But it's not a case. I don't think it's a case with him of he's not being scored. He's not being eligible to be picked, is he?
2: Yeah, but do you think he's the player to come in and shore us up? Do you I, think
0: he... I don't think he is, but I think he's better than what we've got at the moment defensively. Uh-huh. I suppose that's all we're that's, dealing with, isn't that's it? All we, that's all we can hope yeah. for at the moment. We're looking two best.
1: options to go and which one would be the better defensive option, and it's probably bagging.
0: Yeah. We, we lost, I could be the best left back in the league, so short into this season. And. Every attack from then on has been targeted down. God, I just hand imagine side. if he hadn't done, done his injury, if he hadn't it'd, done that, this top season, season would be massively different, I think, because he was so good, he would. absolutely unbelievable. And you sort of got a player that I I think if a player, a player like him, if he didn't come to us, he'd have been in League One on loan and done all right.
2: But he's, he's really
0: highly rated, apparently, in Kunku. When we signed him, there was talk that he
1: was, other Premier League teams were looking at it. Yeah.
2: It was a, yeah, it was a, it was a massive like, sign for us at the time. Yeah.
0: I'm not seeing it's it. Not I, coup think.
2: Coup. I, I don't
0: know how true that is and how much that would have been agent talking to the club trying to big him up. It it, it reminds me of the time, was it, who was Scott Malone linked with when he signed for us? Was it Dortmund? Oh, yeah. Something
1: like that. Like Mick McCarthy going to Celtic. Yeah. Um, Simon Hiscox. I know everyone who plays any sport can have a bad day, but City players seem to do it regularly and more worryingly, collectively, you have to wonder why they how can't how they can't convert how great everyone is in training onto the match pitch. Um, Gareth Jones playing with the midfield of Rhino Rolls and Sawyers and hoping the fact they will create anything in the final third is fantasy land. Add that to the fact that Ojo and Sawyers are basically passengers, means we're relying on Robinson and O'Dowda for any spark to create a goal. Craig Parfit, Parry, what came first, chicken or the egg? Probably best chicken or the egg. Probably best to think about that than our club. Pete Davis, how many players of championship standard do we actually have? Tom, how many players of championship standard
2: do we actually have? Well, so Mark Harris is prime quality, so he's out. No, international quality. Sorry. Out anyway. I don't know. I think we've got plenty of players who are championship quality. It's just not a lot of them are the upper echelons of it. I think we've got a lot of kind of mid-table players and then a lot of kind of League One ones to make up for it. So I don't think we're lacking like consistent championship players. We just need a couple to add the spark. And we've got one in Robinson and then like keep Bray as well. But outside of that, I think we've got a lot of like just dependable players and we're thin on the ground.
1: Alex, would you move the away into the Canton end, uh, next to the Canton end for more atmosphere, Ben?
0: It wouldn't make a difference. At the moment, it wouldn't make a blind bit of difference. Oh, the the stadium's the too big for us at the moment. You can put the yeah. away fans in the Canton End itself with the fans, and especially like the attempt, the amount Hull brought down. I'm not slagging Hull fans off for that because it's it's a long way on
1: a Tuesday, yeah, nine hours I think it was.
0: And like they they're all peddling like they've all got Flintstone style cars as well up there, so it's not easy for them. But yeah, I don't think that's I don't think that's the issue. That's not going to make any difference. All it's going to do is increase police bills that are going to get passed on to the fans. That's not the answer. If 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 the club have just some organisation about it and sort of work with the fans to develop something, you can get the atmosphere going. We know it can, because I I put some of the atmospheres at the Cardiff City Stadium up against any of the, like some of the atmospheres we had at Ninian Park. When the CCS is bouncing, look at the Wales games. Yeah. When it's bouncing, that place is unbelievable. Yeah. It's just, you've got to get the good vibes there. Atmosphere comes with sort of success, doesn't it? A lot of it, like the big, big game atmosphere. It's more or working with the fans and the club sort of coming together, the distance between them hurts. And that's reflecting in the atmosphere and reflect, reflecting in the tendencies.
1: Um, Nathan has says, we've all been given jobs in the marketing and comms department of the club. How do you get more bums on seats and advertise season tickets for next season, given the current circumstances? Um, I just think, I think the trick the club is missing is that they seem to would rather have an empty stadium than try and sell the tickets for any level than the most expensive thing they can and if you're if you're looking at season tickets for next year you need to revisit your pricing structure massively to incentivize people to go like there's no point in selling season tickets for 4 500 quid anymore if there's a cost of living crisis and people aren't going when you're selling at that price anyway Put the highest season ticket at 250 quid and go shop and try and sell them where people are. Like, they kind of expect, the club doesn't really seem to do as much in-city advertising as it used to. It doesn't seem to go searching for people anymore. It seems to expect people to come to them and go, oh, this is brilliant, we'll stay forever. Like, go to schools, do that community outreach stuff, give people free tickets, just get people into the ground. And if they like the product, they'll stay. But at the moment, they just don't seem to care about getting people in the ground.
2: I completely agree with that. (laughs) <laughs> I yeah, think that's yeah. actually a nail on the head. Yeah, but it's, it's like we've lost kind of... We've lost
1: a generation of fans, basically. We've,
2: we have lost a generation of fans. There's a lot of people who are like old guards who aren't coming back. Or they're going to come back for the odd game here and there, shake their head at it and disappear again for a bit. Yeah. We've got a hugely diverse city. We've got f- fans, as far as Camarthen with me, Breck and with Ben, like and everything in between. We've got a real wide range of fans spread across South Wales and we need to go and get them. But we're missing the ones on our doorstep, first of all. There's people Little around the doorstep.
1: State. There's houses yeah. around the doorstep. Just
2: dropped... go, put free tickets through their door. But like that's the thing, right? Like we need to kind of get into the community, get that new fan base. We can't just rely on the people who've been there for 40 years now. You know, there's more fans in and around that stadium that, that most people around that stadium probably have never set foot in it. And you yeah. know, we're missing a trick there. And for me, if I was there, I, they're the first people I'd be going after to try and get them involved in the club. Uh, like whether it's watching a game or like some sort of events. Or, I don't know what. Like, but there's something we could do. Surely there's something you, you got, You've got
1: You've got all the people around the ground. You've got, you're a massive student city. So why aren't you yeah. engaging more with the universities to get people who are in the city Man nine city months do of the it. year? Yeah. Man yeah.
2: City put their tickets on uni days and stuff like that. Like And people laugh at it, laugh at it on Twitter. But they're you they turn them into a fan. They're bringing, you know, they bring in like very good, fo- the best football in the world, to people who wouldn't ordinarily have access to it. And yes, we're not the best football in the world, but it's still a high best. level sport. And you know, people do get hooked on things from one game, and that's all it takes is just embracing what's around you. Cardiff's a great place with a huge catchment area, and there's surely there's more we can do. Well, the one thing Wales do, and like you look at, the biggest competition Cardiff have is the FAW.
0: What if, the one thing that their marketing does well is it makes you feel something. It strikes a chord. It relates to the fans. Car- I've not seen a bit that Cardiff City have done that connects to their fan base and shows that they understand the fans' identity. Uh, they, sorry, Ben, they... did you not see the New
1: Balance kit launch where they sat on that weird sofa in like the car park?
0: Oh, sorry. Yeah, they're in the car park, and wasn't it Cardiff Castle as well? I think they were there, but then put a frame around it so you could just about see it was Cardiff Castle. Um, does that just resonate with you?
1: They not tug on your heartstrings?
0: No. Funny enough, no. It's just, it's just, it's open goals the club have. It's, it's there's no competition there. It's not like you can look at it and say, well, the Blues are taking all the all the fans. The Blues are shite. They're in a worse state than we are. Cardiff Devils sell it every week, but that's two and a half thousand. Um, it's not like this huge competition in and around Cardiff for that. There's no Welsh Premier League side in Cardiff. I'm not counting Cardiff. I'm not counting that as a proper sort of Cardiff thing. there They're not really related to the city. It's more the university. It's so open. Just connect to the fans, find out what the fans are about and remember that because they used to be quite good at it. Yeah. And it's just completely gone. And again, it's just a regime issue and, it's like they're afraid to admit they're from Cardiff at times. They'd rather go out their way to not mention the city, not mention the people involved with it than actually do anything else. It's just, yeah, it's an an embarrassment to the club. It really is. Uh, Alan Griffiths, atmosphere awful in
1: the ground. Numbers are dropping rapidly, but we'll beat Sheffield United and we'll be chanting Mark Hudson's Barmy army and looking at the <laughs> playoffs again. David Groves, first half was worst I've seen all season. Had to go in the mid 20 minutes of the second half and then just made it easy for them in the middle of the park. It was very clear that keeper and Wintle are massive players for us. Barney, uh, Barnaby Davis. It's baffling how these players are paid to play football and train all week to then look like that on game day. No excuse for players coming in for suspensions. They should all know the basics and pace at which we expect to play. Um uh, Rob, what's Hudson's game plan? I know possession is not everything. 10 games, one game, more than 60%, two more than 50%, but two results came from 40% of possession and 39% against Wigan. Um, David Williams. Nelson looks like an absolute liability after the last night. Surely Hudson must recognize that. And when is key prey out for when Keeper is out, God forbid, why is he choosing him as the next best option? Would be best for all heads if he heads on in January. Uh, Gwydion Edwards, Tan is the problem, but I'm hoping to see Colwell, Isaac and Bagan instead of Ojo, Soizen and Kunku. Um, still not a genius, said, would it be fair to say, play devil's advocate and say that Tan's investment role should be respected, but the hierarchy is created beneath him has been the real issue. I appreciate if this call comes down to Tan's decision making. Long Longshanks, following that interview, is Tan now officially the king of Cardiff own goals, overtaking Andy Jordan? I think he got three and three, didn't he, Andy Jordan? Um, Sean Collins. Anyone fancy going to watch Newport? Bluebirds pass. Not sure what it was like there. Everyone else was sat at the CCS. But after conceding two quick goals versus Hull, there wasn't even any sense of anger, just apathy. Home games feeling more and more like it every week. Atmosphere around the club is shit. And the final one, Tom, Ben, if I can find I it. This. If you had to pick five past or present City players to go on a night out with, have a round for a party, who would you pick? I'm going to go first to give you guys some thinking time. Um, I would have Sean Morrison. I would have Jay Bothroyd. I would have Ross McCormack to drive us home. I would have, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, James Collins and I would have Victor Camarasic cause he's handsome, Tom, Ben, you want to go next?
2: Go on Ben, you go.
0: Right. I'd go Joe Ledley. Shaw Morrison, Peter Whittingham, Kev McNaughton, and Roger Johnson. Oh,
2: I forgot Kev McNaughton That is and Roger Johnson
0: fucking mayhem, night
2: out. <laughs> <laughs> mm, who would I pay? I, I, I'd go a different approach. I'd pick five players who I know very little about just to oh. get them get get to know them a bit more. You know, get your get your Miguel Cominguez is down there. Um, <laughs> your Solomon Tayos. Solomon How was Master Chef. Yeah, then you know Guyun and Dumbun and Sangu. Fanzi yeah. he. Get him down there. Um how many is that? Four? Yeah, one more. Oh, I think you need one character though, don't you? Actually, no, go on. Another one. I'll have Simon Lapin. Why not? <laughs> He's Spanish Prince.
0: Everyone uh, just sat there, really quiet in the corner of the pub, just looking at their glasses for
2: three hours straight. I'd be funny though.
1: Who does it like um, Ross, and Chan- uh, Ross and friends, where it's like, "What's a lager? What's a beer?" Isn't it's it? that's exactly <laughs> what I'm
2: picturing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> just
1: really. uh, Every now
0: uh,
2: and again.
0: So
1: yeah. So, fan, um, do you do you remember playing with you? Don't you don't
0: remember playing with him? Oh right. Um, yeah. Did you two? They, no, no no oh he, he so he came in after you let oh oh <laughs> who was um, the man, the man, different managers oh was it yeah
1: twitter.com forward slash the theftninian for all our nonsense on twitter get involved with that every week when we ask for comments um we've rattled on long enough but there's one couple of things to talk about the sheffield
0: united game tom will that be good or bad uh good we play well against good teams Ben, will it be good or bad I thought it'd be good that I watched that Burnie game and I'm fucking terrified after watching that good. whole game. That's that game covered. Let's talk about the Wales squad.
1: Um, World Cup starts next Friday, I believe, 10 days time. um, There or thereabouts. Our first game's on the 21st, Tom. Squad was announced today in glorious Tylerstown Welfare Hall.
2: Um, What did you think of the squad, Tom? It's exactly what people thought. You've got a couple of ones like Lockyer, who I think it's good to see him back in there. But the rest of it, it's just business as usual, isn't it? The, the players have got us to the World Cup. Stick with them. It's not, you know, ruffle too many feathers. And away we go.
0: Uh, ben? Yeah, Lockyer was a surprise to me. I didn't see him being involved. because He's not really been involved with the squads anywhere else, has he? So him coming it was in was Lockie the fear. Lockyer's in. I could see you reaching for that pun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, <laughs> it didn't didn't just work. <laughs> no. But he never um, does. But he's say played with me tries. They
1: do work.
0: <laughs> Um, ben were you surprised that your mate Mark Harris got in No I was worried because I I think we've got to address The massively underwhelming Reveal of it like like a lot of people I thought it was going to be sort of a match Like they were going to build up you know like At the stadium you've got like the pre-match graphics Where it's like number one Ryan also I thought they were going to do that with the players flash up each player A bit of a what- reveal there. I thought when on the
1: BBC's um, coverage of it, obviously the titles happened, then it kicked into these players. It was like Ampadu,
0: Ramsey, Bale. I was like, oh god, straight into it, straight into it. Then they cut off after about five players. I was like, oh, is that not it? And then it's time for the squad announcement. I was like, oh cool, they're going to do some like cool video package. No, it was a JPEG, whale yeah. squad dot one dot JPEG, um, flashed a final on the final for five minutes. Yeah that I um, misread and then thought, oh, shit, they've not actually picked Mark Harris here. My Twitter mentions are going to die, but they did. And I'm very happy with that. Um, yeah, it's just, there's no shocks, is there? Um, the people are in there. I th- I, there's no one I'd argue with be going in or out.
2: Nice to see um, Cole Willing, isn't it?
1: I was going to come to you on that one time. Were you surprised to see Cole willing, considering he hasn't played that much for Cardiff?
2: No, it just shows how like highly rated he is, not just at Cardiff, but at Wales as well. And the fact that they, they're willing to take a risk and, and take him despite him only playing was it five hours of football this year so mm-hmm. I, I think it'll do him a lot of good to get away from our squad for a bit and being involved Into in a nice environment, positive environment. Yeah. yeah exactly like you can only do him a favor so i think that that'll work in cardiff's um favor when he comes back
0: um the Cole has been injured so much is because he keeps on stressing for like stretching to try and reach shea shit passes
1: probably <laughs> It to be honest. He must be a nightmare in training um I mean, we can talk about the world in more detail in the next in the next podcast after Sheffield United. But um it's just it's just ramped up that excitement a little bit more, hasn't it? Um, Ben. I mean you talk about the, the show being a bit of a sorry, the reveal being a bit of a disappointment, but the stuff they've put out today, isn't it, around Tyler's town, like Rob Page with his dad in the calf, um oh, so Jimmy good. Murphy's house and like revealing it just like realizing that the villages were just a road
0: apart, as it were. Like They've got everything spot on in terms of the comms and the output, haven't they? It's such a good story, in it? Just the idea the two men that have taken Wales to the World Cup grew up about a mile apart. its it, it can only happen in Wales, and it really tells, like, it shows what Wales is all about, and I love it. It's just... And I think just everything's got me excited for it. Like, I was really worried that I was going to be a bit down on this World Cup because of where it is and sort of everything going around that. But seeing, like, a Wales World Cup squad announcement, it's just class. It's so, so exciting. And um, BBC, have you seen the stuff they've put out with Johnny Owen just working his magic again with some of these Top shows? man, Johnny Owen. Met him in a pub the other week. Lovely man. You can just... Oh, I'm ready to run through a wall straight after it. You. You've got Amar Heed the video. Oh, thing. the Amar
1: Heed video. Fucking like the... I mean, oh, Just, I think I
0: cried at my desk in the morning.
1: Um, I, uh,
2: I wasn't I... ready for it. Yeah, I sat in a booth in work today and watched it on loop for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wasn't ready for just everything that's come with it and just oh, I'm
0: buzzing. It's, well, it's, it is literally a dream come true for this stuff. And yeah, I just hope we all get to enjoy it. I, I don't care what happens. Wales are in a World Cup. It's, it feels like Euro 2016 again in a bit, just because I'm not really asked what happens. We're just there. Uh, Tom, let li- you have the final word in this uh, because you are actually
1: going. Um when do you fly out? Does has it raised your excitement levels? Um and have you got your new bucket hat for the trip yet? I don't know. I was trying to think of something weird for the trip, but
2: no, I'm I'm, I'm so excited for it. I've already started packing. Um I know it, it does take a shine off of where it is, but at the end of the day, it's wales at a world cup. And you know, if you're not gonna get excited for this, you're not gonna get excited for anything. So no, I'm absolutely buzzing for it. Um and uh, am yeah, fly next was it week. A week friday so it's very very close now so how long are you out there for i'm there for the whole group stage Class. so i'm 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 extremely excited well yeah i mean i think it's it's a nice thing to
1: look forward to isn't it as the Cardiff season winds into mediocrity uh maybe even worse than mediocrity so <laughs> um probably best to leave it there before we depress ourselves even more so um Thanks for listening to another episode of The View from the Ninian. If you want to get involved on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash VFTninian. If you'd like to give us money so we could try and buy the club, Kofi.com forward slash VFTninian. Michael Moritz, if you're out there, a couple of million in that won't go amiss. Um, we, can, we can help you buy the club if you want. Uh, Tom, Ben, thanks for joining me once again, and I will speak to you after the Sheffield game. Bye-bye.
0: be that smart and they may not be that pretty but they like to talk about Cardiff City
1: it's the view from the Ninian with views from the Ninian not shoes from the Ninian the view from the Ninian